Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yo, yo. When I spit bars in a ring, I'm gonna go hard like Santan. Hello and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. Um, couldn't really have said it much better than Stormzy going hard like Santan Dave. Um, but that's another conversation. I'm joined this evening by three men who are, who are rushing me this evening. It's my first ever experience of being rushed on a pod. Um, Tobes, how's it going, mate? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here, but I'm glad to know that we're going to end this by 8.59 on the dot because certain men have to watch some certain shows, isn't it? So let's 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 keep it stepping. Okay, a classic case of losing recipes. Um, Julian, how's it going, bro? I'm good, man. I, I just would like the listeners to know that I'm a man and a man... I am not trying to lock off the podcast in, uh, early so I can go watch um, okay, a show cool. about drama. So I'm just letting everyone... If I see you tweet Anything about Love Island within the next two hours, there's gonna be trouble, yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, you are, you are, I'm watching the Sopranos, mate. I'm a man, you see. You're watching the Sopranos like a gazillion years late because obviously the real men have already watched Sopranos. Ah, and well, give you the lowdown. Do you get what I'm saying? Hey, um, man, it is okay, what it is, man. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not, we're not that kind of podcast family, guys. We're all, we're all real men. Even if we choose to love, watch Love Island, we choose to watch the Sopranos. We choose to watch the, the Wire. We choose to drill some holes in the wall. We're all real men, regardless. Um, perhaps with us, we've lost him. I, I imagine that he'll be back in in a minute, but we'll crack on anyway. Um, before we start, as usual, if you're not already following the Twitter, make sure you give the Twitter a follow. We're at over ten thousand followers now. We love to see it. Um. If you're not signed up to the Discord, sign up. Obviously, the new season's around the corner, so you need to make sure you're on the Discord for the Discord lives. Going to be hot this season. We've got a lot. We've got a lot going on this season in terms of Discord. Uh, every week, I tell you guys, I've got some news coming. It's coming. It's coming. Um, when it's ready, it's ready, isn't it? That's that's all I'll say about that. Um, Babs has finally joined us or rejoined us, should I say? Uh, how's it going, Babs? Hey, not too bad, man. Not too bad. There's a bit of a scramble right there, but we, we move. No worries. We were having while well, in the intermission while you were gone. We we're having a discussion about what a real man, what a real man is. If they watch the Sopranos, if they watch Love Island, if they drill holes in the wall. Um, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you missed that. Um, and like I said, if follow the Twitter, follow the Discord. If you're not already following the Instagram, follow the Instagram. And with that being said, uh, let's get into it. The Premier League season is creeping up on us. It's a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'll start with you, Tobes. We haven't had a Spurs rep on this pod for, for a few weeks, so I ain't got a clue what's going on at your hellhole of a club. Um, so, yeah, fill us in. What's been going on in the last week or so at Tottenham Hotspur? Um, it's been it's been busy, but fake busy at the same time. Like, uh, this club, they love to make a lot of noise. Oh, this is going to happen. We were told by Alistair Gold last week that expect a really busy week at Spurs, blah, 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 but yet... Yeah, 
the same two players that we knew had already been confirmed and signed for the club are the only two players who have been confirmed and signed for the club. The centre-back that we've been chasing for almost a month now, we still haven't got him. Um, we haven't got that deal done and completed yet. There's less than just over two weeks to go until the season starts, like you said. Yeah, we still need another centre-back in addition to the centre-back we're chasing. We still need a right-back. We still possibly need a right-winger. We still need a central midfielder and we still need to offload at least, at least four or five players. And you're just thinking to yourself, Paratizzi is getting praise for being on his phone a lot. Like any article you read with Spurs, they just keep gassing up the fact that he's on his phone. Oh, he's so busy. He's tireless. I don't care. And this isn't me shitting on uh, on Paratici because I think he's doing some good work, but the work is not is not is not being done at a rate that is quick enough for us because we need to get shit moving. We need to get shit stepping. And as it stands now, we're no better off than we were last season. We really okay, you, may, you you mentioned a few things there, but the first question I want to um, ask you is: obviously, Paratici comes in with a big reputation based on what he's done at Juventus. We yeah. can obviously compare the stature of the two clubs. And with Spurs being the much smaller side in comparison to Juventus, but he has a track record of getting business done effectively and efficiently. Um, do you think maybe it's a Spurs issue that's slowing him down here rather than failings from the man? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't think he's failing. I just think that I just think that um, our journalists and our fans are too quick to praise him for stuff that's not really been completed yet. I think he's. I think he's settled after his shaky start with the with the managerial ID and the eventual managerial appointment. Um, I think he's settled in quickly. The deal from Lamella and with Brian Hill came out of nowhere. The fact that we're even talking to a centre back who got the um, who got voted Serie A best best defender out of nowhere tells you about this guy's connections and his ability to 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 move for the right caliber of players. I think what's stalling us now are the same issues that have stalled us in years in years gone by, which is Spurs want to pay A, the club want B, and Spurs want to keep thinking they can pay A until they have to pay B. That's not down to Paratici. That's down to the the, the people who give Paratici money. That's what that's what it's down to. So um we just have to hope and pray that uh, we not only make that one signing, but we get the other signings that Paratici has identified that the club needs. Because if, we, if all, we... like, like, like I say, like it's been a while since a member of Touchdown Hotspurs has been on. I haven't listened to the pod for a few weeks, as, as you all love to say. I, I've been busy. Um, so, what are the other positions that need um, revamping as well? Uh, center, we need two centre backs, so that's one. So, when if if and when if or when Romero comes in. Um, we need another centre back next to him. Like we can't, we can't enter this season with with Dyer or Sanchez as a starting centre back. It just can't happen. Um, so we need another centre back. We need another right back as well. So Aurier's been basically whoring himself out to the whole of Europe for the whole summer. This guy's been talking about how he, he he's made no secret of his desire to leave Spurs. He's still at the club. He's still at the club, and Matt Doherty is getting starts. We need a new right back. Yeah, I respect him, man. It's bag season, baby. So, so yeah, and Nuno, I think Nuno, obviously him and Matt Doherty, that connection is, is pissing me off because it means as if he's going to get like another, another stay of execution. And it's like, oh, just move on and get another right back. But we still haven't got a new right back in. Central midfield, we all know that the balance was missing there. Skip, you mentioned him earlier on. He could play a big part for us this season. But again, I'm quite cautious of putting too much pressure on skip like he's 
He's he's not even played six Premier League games for us. Not even had six starts as well. And yes, he had a great season in the Championship. And yes, he won, he won a trophy. He won a trophy. Um, yeah, he did. He did. And he was one of their best so he, players. He, he comes up. He comes in <laughs> as one of your most decorated players. Oh, piss off! Piss off! I mean, he literally does. I feel like Casey not, not coming as one of your more decorated, your most decorated players. We're counting, we're counting second division tra- trophies as like over no, tro- over no trophies, yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure yeah. Mr. Harry Kane will love one of those kind of things. Really. Oh, yeah. really? Harry Kane would love championship, yeah. Okay, cool. Of course, no, he'd he'd love, love a trophy. trophy. He'd love a trophy. He'd love a trophy. All right, all right, okay. Can I finish? Yeah, can I finish? Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. But yeah, I'm cautious of putting too much pressure on him, but I do appreciate the importance he could have for our midfield balance this season. But even with him, it's not enough. We need to sell Winks and we need to sell Sissoko. They need to go and we need to bring someone in to fill the void that they're going to leave. Um, Nuno's been experimenting with Dele playing as a as a deeper number eight in a 4 3 3 No, cut that shit out. That shit ain't going to work. We've been there. We've done that. We've bought the T-shirt and the matching hat. It doesn't work. We don't want to see it happen this upcoming season. We need a new midfielder. And the right wing is an interesting one as well because it depends on how quickly Brian Hill can develop and what Nuno's plans are for that position. But again, Hill was 19 years old. I don't really want to put too much pressure on him to say, yo, you have to be producing X, Y, Z for us from this right-hand side, considering it's his first season in the Premier League. And Lucas Moura, that bonehead, bonehead City, he's looked good in pre-season. So it, it seems as if he's going to get a run in the team. And it's, it's like the same bozos who, who, who flipped and flopped for us last season are going to be trusted yet again this upcoming season. And it just means we don't really progress. We don't really progress. And that's my worry. And then I haven't even mentioned Harry Kane possibly leaving to Man City. If oh, no, don't worry. We, we, we had that one in the chamber. That one was cooking still. So no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it yourself. Um, yeah, what, what's going on with that? Obviously, we've spicy, seen... Yeah? Something spicy, brother. Um, mm. So obviously, we've seen what looks like Jack Grealish going to Man City for 100 million. Um, mm. The rumours have been going around for weeks in terms of them signing both Grealish and Kane for that 100 million to 150 million. So now we've seen the Grealish deal go over the line. Um, what are your thoughts in regards to Kane? And what's he saying? Is he back from Is he back from holidays? What's, what's the murmurs at the club? So on what he's saying, I think he's, the, the reports are that he's going to have crunch talks with Daniel Levy next week and basically inform, inform them of his desire to leave. Basically do what Spurs fans had thought he's already done. Like for me, he, he, for me, he told the club he wanted to leave months ago. Like, it's it's nothing new. It's clear and obvious. He wants to leave. His brother's leaking shit to Sky Sports. His brother's leaking shit to The Sun. And his brother's his agent. So it tells you one thing. They're trying to engineer a move away from Harry Kane from Spurs. But he's got three years left in his deal. We will dig our heels in. And we won't sell him unless we get a bid that meets our valuation of the player. Like... If Harry Kane wants to leave, he's probably going to have that conversation and it's going to go down like this. Daniel Levy's going to say, yeah, I appreciate you want to leave, but if they don't make the bid that we're satisfied with, you're not going anywhere. It's just going to happen. And for me, it's it's a bit it's, it's a bit fucked because I think the club have let down Harry Kane in terms of building a team that that is close to his level and building a team that can match his ambition for the club. Um, I don't think they've they've handled that well on the manager front and on the playing on the playing staff front as well. So, unfortunately, he's in a situation where if Man City don't cough up the cash, he's not going anywhere this summer. 
Well, and we won't we won't be bullied into selling them for 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 anything less than what we want. Hmm, interesting. I, I see this saga going on a little bit longer. Jules, we haven't heard from you yet. Um, you're you're from the outside looking in. Um, do you see this ending well? This Harry Kane and Tottenham relationship. Um, a, toxic, a toxic one, if you ask me. A toxic one. Um, you know what? What I will say about Harry Kane is that um, even if the funds are not available for a club to um, meet Tottenham's valuation, I do think that you know he he will put his head down and you know give give Spurs a, give it the old college try, give Spurs a season where he tries his best, you know. And you know Harry Kane, he's he's a shooter, like he's a real number nine. So like he wants that golden boot. Even though like it will burn him inside that he's like scoring for Tottenham when he wants to be playing for someone that's gonna win trophies, like he's definitely gonna put in a shift. But yeah, man, I definitely do see it work, see it, um, see it, see, see um this coming to an end soon, whether it be this season or last season, and so this season or next season. Um, because I do feel like Tottenham definitely have a leg to stand on. Like Harry Kane is literally the best striker in the world. So they're not gonna sell him for pennies. Um, they're not gonna sell him for I I don't think they should sell him for anything less than 120 million. Um, especially with him um, hitting what he's 27 now, hitting 28 um, to that 32 peak striker age where they start bagging a lot. So yeah, man, uh, Tottenham definitely have to st- have to stand firm on this one. Um, especially if they're selling to a rival as well, a direct rival like Man City, who are seem to be the only team with the funds to actually buy him. So I, 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 I maybe depends on how much how much Man City are are, are, are prepared to throw the bag. I, I can definitely see next season if. For example, um, you know, Man City are like, you know, FFP up our ass already. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, not gonna, yeah. we're not gonna splash the hundred, the, the extra hundred twenty more. I can definitely see next season Harry Kane having more, even more suitors with you know PSG possibly losing Mbappe, freeing up some cap space. Um, um, uh, Real Madrid possibly um, getting a bit of money um, from having their stadium back and um, possibly going for him. Um, so yeah, man, uh, it's not Harry Kane is definitely gonna leave, but. I think Tottenham should definitely stand firm on this one and not sell him for more than what he's worth. What's up saying for less than what he's worth? Mm. Eloquently yeah, said, probably the, the, the only the only thing I disagree with is you calling Spurs a direct rival to Manchester mm. City. Otherwise, <laughs> well, well put, Julian. And um, Babs, you wanted to answer. Babs, you yeah. wanted to ask Julian a question. What was that? Yeah, it, it was it was agreeing with your point for one, and the second point was I, I don't see Harry Kane leaving England. You know, this guy he's very close to breaking Alan Shearer's record, so I feel mm. like that incentive alone is going to be enough for him to want to stay here. <laughs> because boy, I is think he, he is really he close to breaking Shearer's record? Isn't it a hundred odd sorry, no, goals? I, think, I'm sure. I, believe I believe it's less than a hundred. I believe. Yeah, whoa, yeah. I don't think it's forty. <laughs> Wait, let me check. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, no, man, I'm not gonna lie. Harry Kane is starving for a trophy, man. If Real Madrid yeah. or PSG come for him, like I'm sorry, Real Madrid I, guys, Real Madrid are broke. Forget about Real Madrid; they haven't got goals. any money. Real or Barca, they're very yeah. But he's 94 got, goals. Okay, so yeah, the guy who said 100 was pretty close. So yeah. he's, he's got he's got a ways to go. He, he needs he needs four or five really good seasons. For him to, to for him to break that record, so you're gonna back him to you're gonna back him to do it. They all want him to do it. To be honest, when you hear all that Shearer himself, Gary Lineker, when you hear them speak about Kane, it's very much like the heir apparent. Um, but yeah, he needs to go into that next phase of his career. Now, I think the job that needs to be done at Spurs is a two three year job, in my opinion, where you're now looking at Harry Kane, who's 30, 31. Um, does he want to stay around for that when he can spend two three years winning winning trophies? Um, I think 
Yes, getting value for him is important, but you'll know as well as anyone, Tobes, when you got value for Gareth Bell, the poo-poo platter that followed. So do you trust your club to then actually get no. the right play? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it. I said it like that was a nice one, Maria. I, I no, like that. No, I like that. I, <laughs> no, no, I know. But I think I take some solace in the fact that we have a director of football who knows his way around the market and has mm. and is synonymous with Juve's sort of decade of dominance. Like he mm. brought in a lot of players that went on to do big things at Juventus. He had some players that did that did poorly. Yes, everyone makes mistakes, but I think the only thing that gives me slight but faint hope um, is that he's he. We now have a director of football who effectively gives Daniel Levy a vision as to what will work for the club. Um, apart from Daniel Levy's own vision, which so, can I ask you a quick question? Don't you think it's a bit easy to praise this Pachiti guy who's practically had a cushy job with mm. Juventus, with being the director of Juventus? Because we've seen them make some horrific, like high profile signings, like Higuain for 75 and had, and had no impact on their winning. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. like winning is kind of like a, a it's a given, winning the Scudetto was kind of a given, and they never got past that plateau of. Be it and winning the Champions League, they always got to a final. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. So, do you honestly feel feel like you know this Pachiti guys are getting a bit too much credit for practically operating in a one-team league for many uh, years? Not really, no. Because I did my research on him, and um, they grabbed him from Sampdoria. And he what year did him. they grab him? What year did they, they grab him? Because because they they obviously they came they came back up they came up with Conte yeah, yeah. and then they got a grip and then they held a vice grip so if he helped them get the grip and keep it respect respect but if he came in okay yeah. I'll give him his props yeah. if he came yeah. in when they'd already established four or five years of oh, dominance yeah. then yeah. it's a bit so, exactly so he came in I think around 2009 2010 so he came in before they got there before they started the dominance and it was him okay. and Conte that laid the foundations you get what I'm saying so like Yes, he's got a few things wrong, but this is a guy who actually knows football. Do you get what I'm saying? Like you are, you see when people say, "Oh, we want a football man at a club." He's a football man. I would have liked a, a Campos. I didn't even think. I didn't even have a Paratici on my radar. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna moan at a guy who's as reputable as him coming into our club because it can only be a positive. Um, well, we'd like to think it can only be a positive anyway. So, I think he. <laughs> He can help do some good things, but again, ultimately, his hands are tied in terms of how much he can spend because that decision isn't his decision. That decision is Daniel Levy. That decision is Enoch. And ultimately, if there's no money to spend, what can a good director of football do? What can they do? Hmm? Facts, facts. We'll, we'll watch. I'll be watching eagerly because you know me. I, I love your sadness. So to see <laughs> your club continue to struggle and to see you continue to get madder and madder every week on Discord is only going to make me a happier man. Um, but that's enough about Spurs. Probably spent 18 minutes, 26 seconds too long talking about Spurs. Um, but we're going to come over to you, Jules, because it's been a while since a member of the Coppen contingent has, has come on the main pod. Babs, yeah. you'll go last, because you Chelsea Hour boys are suddenly available every week. Um, <laughs> I, I know how it goes. While, while the going's good, you guys will be here every week. The minute yeah. you go into that sticky form... Won't be any of you to be found. I'm going to come across to you, Julian. Um, you guys got some business done really early with Konate. Um, mm -hmm. Since then, all I've just kind of seen is murmurings. Oxlade-Chamberlain being a backup for Firmino. I've seen that one through the grapevine. They're talking about the fifth year of unlocking Nabcam. Nabcam. Van Dijk's back. Gomez is back. Trent's back. 
Trent's back. Um, so yeah, f- fill us in. What's been going on at um at Anfield? Um, how are you feeling with this new season a couple of weeks away? Um, I was speaking about this on on this week's episode of Cop End. Um, you can catch it on every Wednesday, every Wednesday morning. We bring it out, always bringing the content. Um, that I feel happy that the club it, within itself, transfer inactivity aside, the club within ex, within itself, everyone seems quite happy. Um, it seems like you know that obviously Van Dijk is back, Gomez is back, the squad morale is there. Everyone is looks like they're fit and firing. Salah looks like he want he wants it. Uh, man up, Mane looks like he's he, you know speaking a big game, telling that um, he's had a lot of rest, had a lot of reflection upon his, his poor season, and he he's back. Um, Firmino, <laughs> Firmino, hey, you might have got Mane tweaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like, he's yeah. We, we had him in a dark room, like just contemplating all of his performances because last season was quite abysmal, but he was able to end it well and able to end it on a high, um, or somewhat of a high. Um, but uh, transfer activity, uh, if we get, if we can get into that, I've been very, very, very unimpressed with FSG to the point where I'm actually quite sick of them as owners, to be honest. Um, it's got like this is like, probably our third transfer window where we haven't spent significantly, and everyone will praise us for getting Konate done early. But let's be real, um, this should have been done even last summer, January. You fucked about, got us Kabak and Ben Davis instead of getting us a proper centre back, and then. You know, getting this duel was kind of like, you know, I'm not going to applaud the fish for swimming. Like, you you got a, us a fourth-choice centre-back that we've needed since last season. And last season's um, results were definitely a culmination of that. Um, we've we've approached... We've, we're just moist, man. Like, we're just that guy in the club that's just, like, tend to, just like trying to whisper in babes' ears, like, yo, babes, like, let me chat to you. Because we're not even getting no girls, like. All of our men are getting girls, like. United are getting Sancho, Varane. <laughs> Man City are there drawing the Chris girl, like drawing man like Grealish. So oh, are, you, are, you, are you Hugo from Love Island then? You fam, that's all. I, 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 I don't, <laughs> I don't know that, but boy, if he's some West Street that's always in the back just trying to, <laughs> then that's what we are, bro. We like we've got no, no. They we're showing, and the big word that I like to use is intent. No intent whatsoever to like build on what we've what we what we've done so far. Okay, what, what, I will, what I will say, Jules, you're making some good points, but it's a point that I think. There was a question I'm going to ask you, should I say. And Liverpool fans have made it for a few years now. When you were making those big deals, weren't you just using money you were getting from players you were selling? When have they really pushed the boat out and spent some of their own money? And that's the problem. That's the big, big problem. Um, I feel like we give a lot of praise to FSG for a lot of what Klopp has done. Like I feel like Klopp being an elite manager, an elite coach, who's able to actually not get his first choice signings, but still not moan about it and make a big deal about it, and and go on to win Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues against the odds is is credit is uh, enough yeah. with the Klopp free. I'm no, no, get, no, get to the FSG part, please. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm saying. Um, so with FSG, I feel like they haven't they haven't at all. Um, in my opinion, um, pushed the boat out in terms of maybe the the way we scout players and statistics, and maybe even telling Klopp no, we rather get a Mane instead of a Julian Brandt, we rather get a Salah instead of this person. Yeah, I I can give them credit for that, but. Like I see the United fans, they get angry, kind of angry about the Glazers, about the same thing where you don't really put your own money in, as in you like Man United. Um, in terms of transfer, can get away with it because you're you're a, a juggernaut of a club, so you're able to get these transfers done and have the money available. But FSG, it feels like a lot of Liverpool fans have kind of drank too much of the Kool Aid. You know what I mean? Like because of our success, they've kind of bypassed the fact that these guys are actually not really pushing the boat out and trying to invest in buying players because players are available. Like We should be taking advantage of this market where it's literally a buyer's market in Europe where other 
leagues are broke and you know they'll they'll like you know show players at a cut price but we're not we're just resting on our laurels and waiting on guys like Shakiri and Origi to get sold bullying us into 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 not regi- not registering registering these guys like it, it just yeah it's it's not good man it's not good and I I just don't rate it I think I wanted to mention something as well, Julian, as well, because I wanted to ask, like, what, what is the expectation for Liverpool this season? Because you saw the standard that Man City set last mm. last season. You saw the frailties that that you lot had, yeah. even irrespective of the injuries. Like, there are some certain parts of your team, injury or no injury, that needed fixing, that needed refreshing. Yeah. And the worry that I have with Spurs is the same worry that I have with Liverpool, with the exception of one position, which is centre-back, which is that... Yeah you've not really addressed some of the issues that we saw in midfield and attack last year. If anything, you're one man down in midfield. You've mm-hmm. not replaced him. Um, your striker issue is still there. I mean, you, you, asked, you, you asked Julian, he, that man should have been on the pitch anyway, so yeah. n- nothing to be replaced. To answer questions, um, the expectation I definitely feel like is to still win the league or Champions League. Um, I won't be happy with anything less. Um, I don't feel like um, this if the, um, us not investing in the summer is an excuse for us to not to not go for these um, um, trophies because our, I do believe our squad is very adequate enough to challenge. I still, to be to be honest, I feel like we have the best eleven in the league, a starting eleven in the league. Maybe beyond that, it's debatable. But no, I personally, top, you, nah. To, uh, I, 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 I personally believe that. I might <laughs> I believe I could get with Rihanna, but it ain't gonna happen, all right? <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, like, if if also if also really go through it, like you can't yeah. really. But Julian, you're, you're we, we, we would, we would, but you know that the Love Island boys have got me on yeah, the first Your first eleven consists of a player that you routinely lambast. We can, we can. That's Bobby Firmino. <laughs> Julian is on this guy's neck. I mean, we won, we, we, won leagues, we won leagues and Champions Leagues with him, so I don't see why we can't do it again. And the players around him are too good. But anyway, to answer your question, um, in midfield, even though we're a man down, I personally felt like um, Genie Wijnaldum was getting a, two, way, a, a lot more games than he needed to play. I felt like Curtis Jones could have definitely slotted in. That that biscuit that's always getting injured, Naby Keita should have been there. Um, hopefully this season is looking like the season where we can actually get like five games in a row out of him. Like we really, he's he's he, he's a year older for than what for all intents and purposes is a man older than they tell us he is. So mm. no, um, no, no, not a year, five. No, no, Max, no, no, no. I'm saying he's a year older oh. than however old he actually is, which isn't how old we're told he is. Yeah. So why would he suddenly become more durable? Is what I'm asking. I mean, you've hardly played games over the last two years. So I would, I would honestly think that you, you're like, you've kind of built up some sort of muscle memory to be like, I can at least give us mm. five games in a row. Don't worry, man. Listen, Moran, Nabi is penny stocks right now. <laughs> penny stocks. It's not like Tesla. It's not like Neo. It's not like AMC that's going to pop soon. It's penny stocks, bruv. Like, I have no investment whatsoever. Well, 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 when did this become crypto life rackers? What, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, like I have no interest in that stock. But it's on my watch list. I'll see it there. But yeah, man, he should be getting games this season. Um, and yeah, man, like, but up front, I must admit, it is dire. Like when I'm hearing um quotes from Ox saying that I've been trying out playing Force Nine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
gives me a headache, bro. It gives me a headache, a migraine, bro. You know, ain't looking to spend money on a striker this summer, boy. Ah, man, I'm hearing names like Vlahovic, and I'm like, I'm not gonna lie, I've been telling the the, the, the and group chat is going mad. I'm like, bro, you guys are, I, I genuinely feel like, yeah, these men are just mentioning these men because these like Vlahovic, man, because it sounds nice and they're affordable. Like, I'm telling you, no one knows these guys. You just see a couple <laughs> clips. And they're like, yeah, yeah, get Vlahovic, get Vlahovic. You don't want him. You don't, you don't want him, but you're just saying it because... Good. He looks good, I can't lie. But no, none. Of, I can guarantee you, none, no one on this podcast has watched five games of him. Yeah, definitely not. So yeah, so that's not really anything to go by. But sometimes when you see a player, you know a player when you see them. So we'll, we'll see it. So basically, for all, in, for all intents and purposes, you're not happy. Is is nah, the long and short nah, of it? Yeah, no, nah, I'm not happy. With it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a better striker than Firmino. Facts. Yeah, yeah, but they're not getting him either. So it's yeah. another season of Bobby Firmino. Maybe Salah up top and um, um what's he? Harvey. I I, yeah. I saw I saw a story yesterday where nah, wait wait, wait. Cougs, Cougs, Cougs. That's not how this is gonna go. I had I had a whole nah, thing. Nah, okay, fine. I had a whole thing. Okay, and I said a wild a wild Dan Cougs has appeared. That's what I was going to say. But you jumped in before I could use that intro. Just say what you got to say now. Fuck Let me it. say this point. I read the story yesterday that um, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is getting retrained to, to be understudy. Yeah, to, we discussed that already. Team. If you'd come on from uh, the start yeah, yeah, of the pod, right. you would have known hey, that. Man. Hey, man, <laughs> I, 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 I won't give him a call-up, so... No, you're, you're always, you're always, you're always available. Um, thank you, Julian, for that succinct uh, breakdown. Well, not quite succinct, but much more than Tobes was. Um, Dan, you you at Arsenal game today? Um, yeah, Babs watched the Arsenal Chelsea game today. Um, for those of us who were in other places doing other things with our Sunday, can you guys give us a little breakdown of, of how the game went? I'll, I'll let you start, Dan. Um, to be honest, I thought it was quite a, quite a good game for a preseason game. Um, it was a good amount of intensity. I think Chelsea, they were definitely throwing a lot of heavy challenges in. Um, I, I wasn't really too encouraged by what I was watching. I think we tried to play um, a bit of a higher line with um, Holden and Pablo Mari at the back. Um, not sure why you would do that. And it eventually cost us with the goal that um, Chelsea scored against us on the counter. And they had a couple more um, efforts like that on the, on the break that we couldn't really um, defend. Uh, Thomas Partey went off in the first half injured. It's looking like minimum four to six weeks out um, with some sort of sprained ankle, twisted ankle, ankle ligaments. Um, so oh my God, you were talking about his shooting um, in the warm-ups. Yeah, he was packing them in the warm-ups. Yeah, we, I, um, I, we don't, I don't call you up for the pod, but I read your tweets, brother. So don't yeah, you worry, I, I keep my ear to the streets. And I heard you've been looking very sharp as well. This, yeah, is, this is a cataclysmic, apocalyptic um situation what, what's going of, on of the blue of the bluest style yeah um, <laughs> yeah. um yes it's 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 nightmarish stuff you know because uh yesterday we're here to, hearing the news that um granite jacquard's getting a, a contract renewal on uh on renewed terms uh better terms than what he's on now until that, 2024 that, I, I, don't you think that's good news because it adds stability to your club that uh, that uh, a senior player is is locking himself down for yeah. another Another two years, you know what? I was going back preserving value, somewhere, yeah, say. preserving the, 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 the value. Four year contract, yeah. Do you know what? it's so funny? I was going back and forth with some people on, on, on Twitter yesterday, um, who were like, you know, this is great, this is great news, you know, he has stability. And I'm just like, look, you need to people talking about a rebuild, yeah, but they want to rebuild with the exact same bricks in the exact same 
um, structure that the team that your house the house looked like before. Do you know what I mean? It's like knocking down your house and building it exactly the same, but you've 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 spent less on the materials, so the house is looks the same, but it's worse on the inside. Do you know what I mean? So um, I'm looking at this, and people are telling me about protecting his values. So this guy has had a good season um, by his account, probably his best season in the Arsenal shirt. Um, he had a great Euros. You know, people were getting uh, fooled by the team of the season, fake pictures that are being thrown out, this, that, and the other. And there's no one in Europe that wants to pay 20 million euro for this guy. And he's 29 years old. So they think that now, if we give him a longer contract on more money, and he's a, a year older, people are going to want to spend more money than that. It makes no sense. From a well, you're giving him more money? More money. Yeah. <laughs> more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. Hey, why do you look, look at the locker. Look at the locker. <laughs> From a footballing perspective, it doesn't make sense because you're trying Four to read games, you know, five good games. And then yeah, from yeah. a financial perspective, it doesn't make sense. We're not going to get a higher bid. I heard they offer Bellerin a new deal as well, um, who was at fault for the second goal. This so, guy literally can't kick a football anymore. Um, passed it straight to Tammy Abraham for their for their second goal. Um, and so it's I'm very disillusioned with the club at the moment. I think the way it last season ended, it was quite, we were on a downer, but, you know, Arteta, Edu and all these, you know, these rookie guys that don't really know what they're doing, no experience. They were they were gassing up the thing, you know, they were saying it's going to be a summer of ruthlessness, you know, we're going to Were you buying it? Were you buying the gas? Were you buying the gas? I, I wasn't buying, I, I definitely wasn't, I definitely wasn't buying the yeah, gas. I said, let's see, let's see what needs to be done, you know, but I'm seeing links with William. So turn down the futures of Saka and Mills McFroy didn't feel you much confidence that it's a new, it's a new start and to a new generation. Ben White, Ben White, 50 million. And ben White, 50 million. Come on. I think people are too quick to give credit out. Yeah, I'm sorry, you can't be getting credit for your academy products signing professional contracts. Um, so I think <laughs> I that's was easy. Easy. Though, man. Like they, yeah. they were on your case, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. Was, there's a little, there's a little rivalry between you guys and Aston Villa at the moment, which is cute. I'm not involved in that, man. I'm not involved in that. I've not partaken <laughs> in any of that rivalry with Aston. I'm seeing man go back and find Aston Villa tweets from June and this, I can't, I can't do that. You know, that's, that's actually you been recipes. This is you know our football club, culture club. I can't yeah. believe this shit, man. Yeah. This is the blood of my enemy. Listen, my enemies have all bled. Liverpool have bled. Chelsea have bled a little bit. They've given me a little bit. All that for a drop of blood. Um, Spurs, you stay bleeding. But Arsenal... <laughs> You are the gift that keeps giving. Shocking. Shocking. These, these shocking. guys are the blood donors, big man. Yeah, <laughs> man. You man are shockingly run, bruv. Like, since 2017, yeah, you lot have actually spent money. That used to be the problem. You yeah, man have like, 350 million and I've got heart. Like, I couldn't even imagine you getting this worse. Like, it is so sweet. But at the same time, like, it's got to the point where I'm like, rah, you lot are like, and there's no way out. There's no light at the end of the tunnel because I'll tell you shit. Your director of football shit. Your team is shit. Like, Bruv, oh, mate, your captain shit, oh, mate. I heard Oba's doing a mad thing as well, bruv. Like he's just. But I've heard he's washed. I, I, see, yeah. I, see, I see, I see the Lord when I sleep, and often he speaks. He says, "Jewels, are you better than all of these creeps?" Oh man, wash kings, man. Wash kings. It's crazy. He's in preseason, he's actually gone zero for five. You know, it's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Jesus Christ, it's crazy. It's uh, it's 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 disgusting. I don't really care about pre season, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't think I don't really. Nah, uh, you know what? You know what I'm concerned though. Do you know what I'm concerned with Aubameyang is that this guy, he's actually one who, 
He really looks after his body, takes care of himself. He, he does all the extra work in preseason. So normally in preseason, this guy is super hot fire. So like he will he'll be slapping goals in, sh shooting from everywhere. And I think he's actually missed like two or three clear cut chances in every single match that we played in preseason. So that doesn't fill me with confidence for the for the year that he's gonna you know find his form. It, it seems that like his confidence is completely gone, and I'm I'm definitely worried. Definitely worried. At is he still playing out from the left? 375 bags a week. You should be worried. Is he still playing out from the left? Yeah, he is. He is. He's he's, he's played from the left and up front um, in preseason. Mm. So I think it's just equally shocking. Yeah. Who did you lost first game? Man said equally shocking. Brent Brentford away, um, right. and then we got that's and then we got Chelsea one. at home, and then City away. So it's oh, taking. I see. You got, us, you got us as well. Yeah. In like, that, game man? six. Like, wait, wait Tove, Tove, Tove. Was that supposed to be a threat? <laughs> it's not a threat, bro. I'm saying they've got us in the just letting you know what's good. All right, oh, listen. Next Sunday, Bam. 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 Can I ask one more question? Can yeah, I ask one more question? Go ahead, go ahead, Jules. Yeah, sorry. Um, what, what, what month do you think Arteta is going to get sacked in? Bro, do you know what's mad? Yeah, I don't even think he's going to get sacked. That's the thing. <laughs> I actually don't think he's going to get sacked. That's because for me, um, enduring all the last season, right? If I'm the board. I would say now you have to compete. You have to be there and thereabouts. But I just don't think that's how they're thinking. Mm. Um, I think as long as he's within touching distance of top six, he, he will keep his job. Um, personally, that's not what I would do. That's not what I would consider as acceptable. Um, but I, yeah, I generally, I don't see him getting sacked. Um, I would sack him if he doesn't get top four for me. And I, and I don't think he, he will get top four, so I'd sack him now. So... You know, that's my perspective. Cool. But don't you think you're setting him an unrealistic target there? Nah, so... Why why, why should this Arsenal club finish top four? It, it shouldn't, right? But it shouldn't finish top four. And I don't expect them to finish top four. I think we'll finish sixth to eighth, um, right? But what I'm saying is they have held this guy and heralded this guy as this, you know, the, the second coming of Pep. They've told us that this guy is as good as Klopp, Tuchel... Pep Guardiola, um, you know, who's the other guy? Uh, I'm not going to talk about Ole, but Rogers and all of this. They said that this guy is going to be the manager of the future, one of the best managers in the world, right? So if that is the context by with, within which you're, you know, putting the faith in him, putting the trust in him, he has to give you results like one of those managers would, you know? Otherwise, why why should he stay in the job? If, if the maximum he can do is sixth, then why why are we keeping a rookie there? Why do we not get someone else who's more established where the upside is actually bigger? You get what I mean? I hear you. I hear you. Um, the Saliba situation notwithstanding. Listen, Babs, you've had the patience of a saint today, sir. Very much appreciated. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the game against Arsenal, what you saw from your team, and how you're... If you love listening to us here on Touchline Frackers, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no place better to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to a community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher and all the other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all this for only $15 a month. The same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about our favourite team, 
then make your voice heard in Hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. That's bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Pre-season's going. A lot of rumours, a lot of bubbling, but not a lot of action thus far. Um, yeah, fill us in, Babs. Yeah, um, today's game was quite interesting, especially because we tried a bit of a different shape. So it's not a shape that we haven't tried before, but it's one that we didn't, we haven't utilised quite a lot. So similar to the strikers, we had um, this game, sorry, we had Werner and um, Havertz, who, who played that split striker role. And then we had Ziyech, who dropped into the hole. And I feel like that was actually pretty effective because it caused it, it actually allowed us to be able to get Timo in quite a bit. And he did cause quite a bit of danger. Not that the danger led to much other than um, Havertz's um, goal, but it, it just showed that we, we can actually change up a bit. And not only that, one thing I really did like was the fact that um, with our wing-back situation, we had um, we had two natural wingers. So we were actually, we were actually able to maintain like some degree of width and have actually 1v1 ability out wide. Um, Pulisic outright, he created a chance for um, Ziyech in the second half. But um, other than that, he hasn't really been having that, that great of a preseason. Um, on the other hand, um, for me personally, I feel like um, Trevor Chalabar, he's done a really good job. Um, he's been one of those players that not a lot of people have actually mentioned, but he's gone out to Ren. You know, he's had, he's had 30 plus games in, in League uh, and he's really impressed. So him coming in now and uh, being able to play that um, sweeping centre-back role, sim- similar to Thiago Silva, I do think it's something that has value. And I know not many people have actually said that he could be the one to come back into the squad, but I feel like he has a good chance because he's, he's he literally hasn't looked like we've dropped a beat in terms of quality there. Um, out left, Cho looks a lot more um, comfortable at left wing back. You know, you got by his man a couple of times. You had, you had a couple of shots off. And yeah, wait, I mean, wait, I don't wait, think wait. it was a very oh, impressive man. game. Cho's playing left. Cho's playing, still playing left wing back. He's still playing wing back. No, he's, he's, no, 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 Toves. He's not still playing left wing back. He's playing left wing back before he's playing right wing back. You know, you, no, you should not do you have to be left or right. No, no, right I'm back. saying he's hey, still playing wing back. Can I ask you something? Yeah, when when are you Chelsea fans going to start like being honest about Cho and 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 some other you start about your academy man? Like, let, let, let's start being honest, man. Like, I saw okay, one. Wait, wait, okay, you know what, Julian? You know what, Julian? We're, we're going to go one v one here. So, so what, what honesty do, do you think is needed? I, I personally feel like you Chelsea fans put a bit too much dip on these guys' chip. You know what I mean? Like, you you you, <laughs> you make out you, like. I, I, it, <laughs> Like these players, that these young players, I, I can go, I can give you a list of names. Like you know, uh, Loftus Cheek. Uh, hey, hey, hey! No, 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 no! Don't, don't veer off. You know, we're sticking on show right now. Let's, 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 let's do one v one here. Let's, let's, let's talk. What, what, what do you think? What do you think is going on? What do you think is going on? With okay, you? I, I just personally feel like you Chelsea fans have kind of, in a way, overrated some of your young younger talents to the and also and it, and becomes clear through your manager's choice selections that these playing these players that you guys rate so much and may not be what you think they are. So, wait, so so you think we've overrated Cho um, or in terms of like, um, in terms of our judgment of him? Is, is that what you're to say? Yeah, basically. I mean, it's, it's fair enough, but I mean, you look at the guy's career, you know, he's had a couple of injuries, he's had a couple of different managers here, there and there. And I feel like a lot of people actually forget that the guy's still 20 years old. It, it's mm. not like he's, he's been he's been around for ages. And not just that, you look at his, his starts, you know, under Lampard, he didn't start many games. And under Tuchel, he's had his actual first experience of starting three Premier League games in a row. So I feel like people are a bit harsh on him because when you actually look at what he does when he does get to play, he does he does, he does does typically impress. And I'm sure that um, Kuz could probably attest to the fact that today he did look quite good. So, 
hey, I mean, maybe this could be season to actually get a bit more consistency in terms of his starting. You yeah, know I what? Think... You know what I would say. So go on, then go on. I was just gonna say, yeah, I think now it's just a case of Cho playing games. Um, exactly. I know, like, every, I know everyone, everyone wants to like run the banter and all of this stuff, but whether that's at Chelsea or whether it's elsewhere, he actually just needs to play like twenty-five league games for like one season, so he can actually see what he's what he's really saying. I do think it's weird. What happens if he plays um, twenty-four league games, Dan? Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I'm just just be serious. But um, uh, <laughs> but I think um. I think it's now just time that he needs to lock down a starting spot, whether that's at wing back, whether that's in the front three, and just show yeah. what he can wait, do. Wait, wait, sorry, whether that's at wing back. The gas that we heard for, for, for Cho, because uh, I agree with Julian, the guy's a good prospect, but the gas that we heard is why, at times, Bab, some people speak on him harshly because Chelsea fans have put this down such a pedestal. And then when we watch yeah, it, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, but you're you're, you're going off here saying now you're, you're not losing your eyes on watching the player. No, no, no. I've used my <laughs> eyes and I've, I'm, I've just said he's a good prospect. I've just said we don't we don't we don't want to see him become Victor Moses and running 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 laps at wing back man. Like wing back. We, we want to see just be heard. Yeah, we want to see him play. A, I mean, if if a, if, if, if you if you were able to show a bit more tactical nouns to watch the game, you know he's playing an attacking role. You know he's just there I to be the first. Wow, wow. wow. You're, coming, you're, you're, coming, you're coming for the tactical acumen. I haven't watched <laughs> wow. it. Yeah. Yeah. This one's getting a bit shirty, boys. Hey, look, look, man. There's, not, there's literally nothing wrong because when, when, you, when you actually watch him, he's, he's basically playing as a, as a wide as a wide midfielder. He's just playing as a winger. Like the, the yeah, game gets, today was, was the left winger. But he gets hooked a lot. Get, when he's, what you're trying to do about, <laughs> about one game? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out. Time out. Do you know what you have made an enemy in me? The first angle wasn't working. Is it? Okay, fine. You got me there. But he gets hooked a lot. Hey, hey, do, 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 do you know why that's cheeky, Mario? Do, do you know why that's cheeky? Because his boy Curtis Jones got hooked against us, and we ain't seen him since then. So that's I'm, all right. you, I, I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. I'm okay with that. I'm listen, Curtis. Listen, we're not out here saying that Curtis Jones is gonna like is gonna become like a. It should be Ballon d'Or level. Like he's he's chatting to certain man. Like we're not saying that in it. Like Curtis Jones, he's a good youth. Comes from a good home. Gets his games here and there. But what we hear about Cho... My good brother, man, Julian. I like him. I yeah, like him. Now, now man's kicking ball in Ghana after not getting a call-up from like, England and that. And, like, it's, it's just looking mad techie. Like, mad techie. I fear for the you. I fear for him. I fear for him. Because, like, the gas hey, that I'm being listen, in, man. If I were you, I'd be fearing for, be fearing for Virgil's ACL if I were you. Let's just hope he comes back fit. Let's just hope he comes back Love, 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 love. We've got 10 minutes left. Yeah, don't worry. I've noticed. Babs, don't, don't, don't do it annual and start coming for people's ACL. Hey, we're, listen, we're man. Better, listen, we're listen, better listen. than that. We're better than that here. I'm Come just on. hoping, I'm just hoping he has a speedy recovery. This is ridiculous, oh, man. man. He because he was wow. he was looking spooky midweek, you know, eating grass. <laughs> was he? I didn't see that one, you know. I didn't see that one. I don't know what you man are talking about still. I went out to skip to show. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't wait. Get me. I I I heard there was like man I'm talking about practice. So I heard there was like a lot of talk about something happening in practice, but I wasn't there to see it in it. Like I was out. 
So, well, hold that, you man. If you saw Virgil doing whatever in it, because not my defender, not your defender. So, so Babs, um, quickly, obviously, you've spoken about the the, the state of the team today, and you've gone again. Um, (laughs) I'm assuming you'll come back at some point, but like Tobe said, the Love Island counter ticks down rapidly. So, let's finish up with some listeners' questions. Uh, first one is from Talking to Mush, also known as Mush from Copper and Fracker. Evening, yeah. gents. How many points do you think wins the title this year? How many points gets top four? I'm personally predicting that the big four will dominate the league. Um, who are the big four these days? <clears throat> I think the same, man, the same four that finished Liverpool. Same top four two seasons in a row. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I, I don't know. I just. I, just I, I think. I think. I think. 90, Thank 90, you, Dad. I think ninety plus points wins it this year. How many? Ninety plus points. I think it'll be a uh, it'll be a tight race between uh, City and. Liverpool, of course, but I do feel like United and Chelsea will collect a lot of points as well because they've they've got they've got a lot of quality and United have invested in Sanchez. So I feel like they've they're gonna mark down their top four spot and probably get about 70, 70 plus to about eighty. I don't so how many points? So how many points? Get, how many points gets you top four then? What's I'll, the say, I'll say seven. I'll say 80, 81, 81 this year. Eighty one gets you top four. Wow. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, actually, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Seventies, mid seventies, mid seventies. Seventy gets you top four. Coops. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think I think seventy five minimum for top four this season is going to be um, a hard year. I think because I do see, I do agree with Mush. I think the top those four teams um, are looking strong. They've all got strong defenses. Um, which I think makes a big difference, um, mm-hmm. and they've all got goals. Bar Chelsea, um, I think they've all. Do- I think the other three have got reliable goal scorers. Um, so I think 90, 90 points gets the title, seventy five gets top four. Okay, um, Tobes, I know you, don't nearly, you don't usually see this high up the table, but um, how many points gets you top four, and how many points wins your title? Oh, you know, I forget. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna bother. Listen, I don't think 90 points gets the title. I think it would be, I reckon, 80, 86 to 89 points will seal the title this year. I don't think, um, see, I don't think we're gonna see a team get 90 points. I think the Premier League is just too strong in this current state. And I don't, and I do, whilst I do think the top four sides are gonna dominate, um, they're gonna dominate the league, I still think those top four sides have some chinks in their armor. That okay. won't that won't allow them to have that that unreal consistency that the Liverpool side in the past had or the City Man City side in the past had. Like Man City did a madness last year and they still didn't hit over ninety points. Right? I don't think they, I don't think they've done a. I'll be honest. I don't think Man City were that great last year. I no, feel no, like not, maybe not in performances, but in terms of wins, they had they won like 14, 15, like fourteen straight or something like that. Yeah, so, they went on a mad run. They went on a mad yeah. run still. But they remember they started slow. Yeah, and then they put their and, and once they knew they won it, they took their foot off the gas as well. Yeah. Exactly. So you're talking about 10, 10 games, 10 games or so where they weren't at their best and they still were what 80 close to 90, not quite 90, but yeah. that's not 86 points. Yeah, that's 86 points where the t- 10 games they were like uh, Don't you think don't you think if United if United, for example, pushed them, um they would have got over 90? Yeah. So I, I agree. I I I I, I personally think I don't know, mate. City. I don't know. This year, I, I don't. I don't think they're going to be as great. You know. I, think, I don't know I think why. Champions League. Based Champions on League will be around 72, 73 points. Based on, I'll say, based on that. Apart from, apart from vibes, break that down for us, Julian. Yeah, I was going to say, based on like last season, I personally felt like there was 
I felt like last season they, they took advantage of the other teams being so bad and like mm. they were kind of playing in third gear ap apart from when they from I feel like from like December to about January I would say they were really putting their foot on the gas but I believe with a bit of prep with like high quality pressure they would have cracked this season um because I didn't really feel I didn't really feel like a lot of teams were kind of giving it to them like yeah. you, you saw you saw when United when United bucked them it was peak like they were the, literally the only team that were like kind of in form at the time it was peak. So I don't know. And I don't feel like they've like built upon this, like how good they were like maybe two, three seasons ago. They've lost a bit more than they than they've gained. Um because I don't know, maybe maybe with Grealish, their fortune changed, but I still think up front is a big, big thing. Is is so they haven't replaced Aguero, you say, yeah. yeah. What do anybody agree with Julian? Not really, no. I still think <laughs> <laughs> I, do think that, I, I do agree that they need a striker, but I still think it's their league to lose. Like mm. Chelsea could do something. Man United should challenge um, Liverpool with players fit. They should pull up a, a, a fight. But I still think Man City have the strongest squad and are, right, yeah. and are riding a yeah. wave and they're going to add one of the best players in Jack Grealish to their team. So they're still the team to beat for me. Okay, yeah, cool. and it's and it's it's the Pep Guardiola factor as well, man. Like the guy, mm -hmm. he does league football, and I think you look at the Liverpool team that beat them to the title. What they had to do to um, to sort of wrestle the title away from from Man City, I'm not sure that anyone's really that strong still, like and can be that strong in opposition to to Man City personally. Cool. Got our next question from Mukomoya. I want Babs to answer this. Um, which team out of West Ham, Leicester, Spurs, or Arsenal will fail to make a Europa League spot? Arsenal ain't making a Europa West League spot. Spurs, Arsenal, and Leicester. <laughs> I think the easiest. I think it will definitely be West Ham. I think we're going to see um, a season that mirrors the season where they got Euro, Euro, um, Europa League with Empire. You know, they. I think they finished them near near relegation. So I, I think having that many games is going to be a bit too much for them. So I'm going to go with West Ham. First time, okay. Got a question from Ricky DW. Um, who has the best defence in the Prem? Who has the best attack? I'm biased and I'm going to say we have the best defence. Okay. Um, I think best defence in the league, best defence in the league is between Liverpool and City. Man, Man City. In fact, no, Man City left back. I, I don't think... I'll, I'll say, I'll say Man United have a better um, defence than City. Man for man, mm, man, for I don't man. think they do. They I think Maguire's stock since Euros has definitely gone up. I feel like Shaw's stock since last season has definitely gone up. They've added Varane, who's already a world class um, yeah. centre back, and we've got, we got to to football teams, yeah. man. But the thing is, but the thing is, Man City they have two players that automatically start at, at um, in fact, three players. I think Kyle Walker's better than 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 Aaron Bissaka. I think Cancelo's better than Aaron Bissaka. I think. Um, Ruben Diaz, even though I do think people overgas him, I think he's better than Maguire. So uh, that's that's free play. They're better. Got a question. Um, what the hell are they smoking at the Emirates giving Jacka a new contract from Dan Cooks? Um, Dan Cook, can you answer this one? One minute um, left. What the hell are they smoking? They're smoking. The they're smoking. They're smoking that Dan Cooks pack. That's what they're smoking there, man. They got me in it. THC, yeah. and you didn't get that from me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one last question before Tobes kills me. This is from Tommy Ajayi One, long time listener. Shout out, Tommy. What is the best way to build a team? Do you start from front to back? Do you build the midfields and the rest of the team? What are you lot's thoughts? Whoever wants to tackle that one, I, I, I would say um, you 
start with the manager first of all. They have to have, <laughs> they have, to have a vision because we've seen with, with with some of your clubs would know that when you have a mismatch of managers and different players, it doesn't really work. I mean, you'd also you'd also know that, bro. You've been good for yeah. four years. Yeah, I love it. I love it. The season is back, boys. Yeah, and then you, you just basically you just address what needs addressing, to be honest. It depends on the team, but I would say start with the defense because that you need to you need to not concede first, and then I would say go to attack because you need to sort out your goals and then midfield will kind of you know you can you, you can do you can do a thing these days you can have a functional midfield and and it will just work cool um anyone have a different opinion let's watch some uh, uh, i feel i feel like nobody's gonna answer now because they just want to yeah, get off the I, court I, I <laughs> I would answer. I, I, I think you, if you have a firing attack, it, it is a lot more. But it is beneficial to get top four. You, you will get top four. Like we, we've seen it in Liverpool, they were able to get top four when they didn't have Van Dijk quite comfortably. So I do think you can work backwards in, in that regard. So I, I don't. I feel like with a good defense, you're going to be a bit on the cusps of it. So that like with us, we, we saw it with with Sarri, we had a good defense, but we didn't really have an amazing attack. And we we only got hmm. top four because of United. You guys over there fucked up. And last season again. You know, having a having a good defense, we were still on the cusp of it, and it's only because of Leicester messing up a bit that we actually get top on it. And so, I do think having building from the attack and backwards is your better choice. In my opinion. Cool. All right. I guess we'll we'll leave it there. Dan, thank you for coming through. Tobes, Babs, Julian, always a pleasure to have you guys on. Peace. Thank you. 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 Yo. Yo. When I spit bars in a rave, man, I go hard like Santan. Sports Social Podcast Network.